Here you are, hiding in a room for a mere two weeks, and while you do, the world just keeps spinning. Just when everything's getting interesting, too. And go figure, I miss it all. After weeks of being off the grid, har har, like I'm that cool, after weeks of being too depressed to check up on the Inu website, which, yeah, happens, the why bother mindset was strong with that one, let's not talk about it, I could have just turned on the telly to watch the news even. I, I finally got around to it and boy oh boy did I miss everything. Time to catch back up, I guess. This is where the jingle goes, but I'm tired, so I'm gonna hum it. Ready? <clears throat> they shouldn't be able to still count the UK as the safest country with Reaper in it. I guess every other place balances the scale, but still. I thought Reaper was busy before, but in the last two weeks he cranked up the frequency of robberies, protests, hostage situations, an unusual amount of hostage situations, demands, public announcements. Honestly, I was impressed. I'd gotten a glimpse at the crime life when I was going on outings with Gordon, and it's amazing that Reaper is able to keep this up, even with a team behind it. And last week, Liverpool's very own Reaper, apparent owner of the monopoly on crime, took it a step further, and threatened to kidnap the head of Innie. And then actually attempted to go through with it. Almost got captured too. They have live footage, and props to the guards he fought, because Reaper, with his mask and suit and Mangler standing behind him, is very threatening. And that's the impression I got from a bird view, grainy with shitty audio recording. So you can just imagine what it would be like to face Reaper in person. I'd... I don't know, probably laugh the next time Gordon tried to be threatening after experiencing that. Anyway, apparently neither Twin or Stargirl were there to help out, but tech support managed to shut down their ray guns, giving Innie the edge in the end. Mangler punched a hole in the wall to escape. That guy is freakishly big, and freakishly strong. So, that was all I missed. Though, speaking of ray guns, I forgot to turn off Martin's computer, which... I'll worry about the electric bill later, but I heard a bing when he got an email. It was from someone with the address Alan at Teal, and he wrote, I forwarded your business address like you asked. What's the progress? I have no clue what it's referring to, and I can't help thinking that's on purpose. It does sound appropriately sinister. But this is giving me a kind of safety net. If any of Martin's customers get too impatient, I'll know. As for all the other Martin stuff... I haven't gotten very far. I still don't understand enough about the science stuff to figure out the super serum thing, and teaching myself the language of building ray guns is slow progress. Just like a reg wav generator. <laughs> Sorry, ray gun engineer joke. It doesn't leave the brain easy. I know what a beam condenser is. I'm a changed woman forever. Another reason I haven't gotten far is because I left the room. Because I had to. Because Gordon found me out. He saw a delivery guy come in. I had no choice. The Gordon alarm isn't working yet either. The best I've managed to rig up is for Martin's door to send me a text when Gordon tries to open it once I got it to recognize his DNA. Which I did by stealing one of his hairs when we... Hugged. Besides my apparent fixation on hair, that first meeting with Gordon... 
it was weird. Yes, weird. So, so far away from scary, it's bizarre. Like, England being called safest country bizarre. And no, I'm not letting go of that. I feel stupid for having been scared, even though being scared was pretty much the only sensible thing I'd been doing these past weeks. But no, it didn't get scary. It got weird. The first weird thing, if welcome, was that he kept his distance. Didn't try to cuddle up or get all touchy-feely. Second, the moment I begrudgingly let him in, feeling hella uncomfortable, he launched into this rehearsed-sounding apology. Apparently he, and this is only very slightly paraphrased, realized he'd been taking things too fast, and that he understood that I was overwhelmed. There was a moment I thought he was about to apologize for killing Martin, and I got madder and madder the closer we got to that point, but he didn't. And somehow that made me less angry. He just honestly doesn't understand. He legit can't fathom what's wrong about murdering your girlfriend's roommate. He thinks I'm upset about the hitman I'd had to stab. And I sure as hell am, I'd just forgotten what with this entirely new trauma to deal with. He apologized for that profusely, and he'd apparently spent the past week doing some detective work trying to figure out who it was. Just some guy, apparently. No one he deems important. He didn't deem Martin important, though, so I don't trust his judgement. I don't trust his anything. The saying, I trust him as far as I can throw him, applies. Because the answer is not far. Actually, it's not throw. I don't trust him as far as I cannot throw him. Damn it, I don't think it works that way. I, I can't throw him, is the point. I've tried. Where was I? Ah, yes, uh, just some guy. Just some guy guy had it out for Gordon over some murder Gordon committed, which I can relate to. Gordon has yet to find the guy again, and I'm silently hoping he doesn't. Sorry for stabbing you, just some guy. I should have... No. I don't know. It doesn't matter now. So, I'm back to playing the same old charade. In Gordon's mind, at least, I have a very good reason to be scared. He thinks I'm scared of someone attacking him again. His time apart from me made him realize what a shock that must have been for me. You know, almost losing my boyfriend. And I was able to go with that, and also get out of having to go to outings with him again. I do have the tiny ray gun. I keep it in my shoe, like the walking cliché I am. One good hit and he's out. I can grab it in a second. And that's just one of the reasons why I wear these boots all the time. He'll never look for it in there. The only positive thing that's come of being on a safe ground with Gordon again is that I can leave my room. Which, at first, I abused to get proper restaurant food and ice cream, a notion that was followed by the sudden urge to join a gym, which I did do as well. In addition to Krav Maga, I now do kickboxing. I figured if I'm going to force myself outside for anything, it's going to be to become more badass. I did eventually go to college again too, but just as I'd feared I'm awfully behind and have so many assignments to catch up on. It's going to be miserable doing all that. I'll get to it soon-ish, I guess. Right now I'm mostly focusing on the project Super Serum. Along with my project Annihilation, I can start a whole series of way too obviously named unachievable projects. The next one's going to be Project Overtake Hamilton Street. You know, for irony reasons. 
Another stream of light that I'm desperately clinging to is my sister. While I was all holed up, she took up her old hero schedule, but the moment I called to come by, she was available. And she was weirdly chipper too when I saw her. Hesitant, because of the whole got a secret, can you keep it deal, but definitely excited for something. I can tell because of how well I know my sister, as someone who's been with her all my life. Also, she said things are about to get a whole lot better soon, and she's really excited about it. Combine those two things, and after thorough evaluation, it was clear to me. I'm also going to take a wild guess and say that great thing she's excited about is her receiving permission to tell me her superhero identity. And if it is, color me stoked as well. Well, stoked and not so stoked, seeing as I'll be the only provider of dishonesty in the family then. But I think I can fix that, I just have to unearth some deep dark secret about our parents. Ooh, I can add that to my project series! I suppose I better get back to that then. So much to do and just one Amelia to do it all. If I do decide to sell guns, maybe I can afford a clone to live my life for me. Ooh, I know I shouldn't let that sentiment be a deciding factor, but damn, I'm looking up if they can clone people yet now. Later recorded update, they can't. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. Today you heard the voice of Esther Reisenberger as Amelia Travis. If you like and want to support this show, please rate and review it anywhere you can and spread the word among your friends. And remember, behind every mask is a person you don't know. <laughs>